Well, it's good to see you guys and back up again. Now, I'll just give you, I always like giving this disclaimer way ahead of time. I'm extra tired, so my accent is extra thick this morning. <laughs> so you need to put in your Holy Ghost listening aid so that he can get the correct translation. And sometimes, like, Melissa, you know, I forget and I will speak really fast. And it sounds like it's one word, but I promise you it's a full sentence. So just give me a benefit of a doubt that it is a full sentence. So um, there was something else I was in my heart before I started preaching, which was Israel. I just woke up this morning and I just felt this huge burden for my brothers and sisters in Israel and what they're going through. I cannot imagine waking up every morning or going through the night and you have the what do you call the Iron Dome, right? And that's what they're counting on. Not the only thing. Obviously, the Lord's hand is on them. But I cannot imagine going through that. You know, and I just felt that button this morning. So can we just stand up and just, and just pray for Israel together? So, Father, this morning, we thank you for the heritage that we have, Lord. The day. That you saw it, feed by your grace for the lineage of the Messiah to come through the Jewish people. That we may all have the abundant life and the promises, Lord. And Father, right now, would you stand with the Jewish brothers and sisters and we'll pray for protection over them. We'll plead your blood of Jesus over them. Father, let your angels be around the borders, Lord. Father, let disarm everything that the enemy has planned right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just also pray that salvation will visit the homes, Lord. The salvation will visit their homes, Father. Mm. Just pour your love on them, Father. And Father, I just ask you that you put that seed in our heart that will continuously hold up Israel. The up of your eye, Lord. Mm. And we all say it. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to get straight into the message here. So I was asking the Lord pretty much since Byron mentioned that I might be preaching this Sunday. What he had in his heart. And, uh. Yesterday, okay, um, me and my wife were putting fences up, okay, for animals and stuff like that. And uh, at 4 o'clock, I still didn't have a message, okay. And I'm getting a text from Byron saying, hey, Alfredo is waiting for your notes. And I'm like, Lord, oh, gosh. I'm like, you know, what am I supposed to do here, Lord? I don't have any notes that I can send him, right? So... And I get a text from Luis saying, where you at, brother? Alfredo's waiting for you. And then finally, a little bit after four, the message came. Boom. And I said, I'll give it to you in less than an hour. So I started typing away. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> let's see how it goes. So the word that actually came to mind was a simple word. When I asked the father, he just said, yes. 
and they're those which is opposed. And you funny how the Lord does that? Doesn't give you the whole thing. You ask for water and he says one thing. And you Din. Din. You get a point. I'll give that one to you. So, and that was the word. Yes. I didn't know exactly where the Lord was going to go with it. But as I went on, the Lord unfolded it. So I'm going to try and unfold it for you. So I just ask you, Holy Spirit, that you guide my words. That you guide my thoughts, Holy Spirit. That your presence here, Holy Spirit, is honored in every way. Open our hearts, our ears. Open our minds. That we may bring glory and honor to Jesus and the Father. Amen. So I'm going to read a scripture out first before I get to it. Okay. And as usual, I like reading from the New Living Translation. So this is Genesis 12. And I did put a lot of scripture. I don't know whether I'll get through all of them, honestly, but we'll see. All right. 12, it says this. The Lord, the Lord had said to Abraham, Abraham, not Abraham, Abraham, leave your navy country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed, and the Lord went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, all the people he had taken into his household at Haran. And he headed to the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abraham traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up a camp besides the Oak of Moriah. At that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. Then the land, I mean, then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abraham built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who would appear to him. After that, Abraham traveled south and set up camp in his hill country, in the hill country, with Bethel to the west and I to the east. There, he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abraham continued traveling south by stages towards the Negev. By stages, right? But if you notice in that whole scripture, right, this might be the only scripture I might read because there's so many of them. But if you notice the first thing that Abraham had to do in order to take this journey, he had to say, well, yes. And I feel like that's what is in the father's heart. It's to paint a picture of from the moment that you say yes, through somebody else's life, through somebody else's lenses, what that might look like. So that we ourselves might have a map we might have a guidance. We might have hope. Even when things get difficult. That the, that the moment that we say yes to the Lord. He will honor thy yes all the way through the journey. Okay, and it does not mean that your yes. That you say that you will not come across a lot of difficulties. Okay, there will be highs and there will be lows. 
I'm sure you guys can be witnesses to that in your own lives. Okay? Because the moment you say yes also, the enemy is on the other side coming after that as well. Because he just wants to completely negate what is in the Father's heart. So these times as you go, okay, in this part of you saying yes, and you're taking this journey as it begins, the storms as you go, if you notice, you might not make all of the best decisions, right? Sometimes you might have an idea what it might look like. But in the process, you might have surprises and confirmations of things that you either thought about. It's like this, I can see, I can kind of predict this happening. And then there's other sides where you get these surprises, which you did not expect either. Okay? So I'm going to go ahead and read. Starting from verse 10 there, my friend. This is still in Genesis 12. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan. Just think about that. You say to the Lord, right? You take this journey. You get there. I mean, you're honoring the Lord with everything that you got. Mm, there's a famine. That's part of your journey. Here's a famine. Okay? All right. So, yeah. Forcing Abraham to go down to Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abraham, I mean, Abraham said to his wife, Sarai, look, you're a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, okay, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him, then we can have her. So please tell them you're my sister. Then they will spare my life. And treat me well because of the interest, right? So, obviously, that was not the wisest decision, right? As you can tell. But yet at the same time, there's truths that he knew. He's like, I know this woman is really beautiful. And I, I probably get in trouble because there's some powerful people. And they might want her. So, so, so that I can preserve my life, you, need to, you just need to lie. You need to say, you know, listen, you're my sister, man. Okay? We're going to... You know, we just love each other from a distance. <laughs> we'll have a long-distance relationship. <laughs> and, and obviously, that part he knew. But there's other surprises he did not expect, right? So, in terms of what he thought, yeah, that did come true. And also other surprises he did not expect. And if you go down to Genesis 14, because it's still 12. It says, and sure enough, when Abraham arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarah's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sung her praises to Pharaoh the king. And Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abraham many gifts because of her. Sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. I mean, just think about it. I don't think he expected that part. Okay. He didn't expect that part. But you got to remember, you already said yes to the Lord, right? Okay, he said, get up and go to this land that I'm going to give you. Boom. And he said yes. As part of that journey, okay, sometimes we do forget that whenever we say yes to the Lord, it's a, it, number one, it's an honor to do that part. And the thing about the Lord is, he honors a lot. If you honor him, He's going to honor you in return, right? Even when you make decisions that are absolutely crazy, like that one. 
Okay? Well, you make a decision. Say, you know, listen, we, we brother and sister today. Again, we just, I just need, I need to make sure my life is safe. You know? So, if you go on. Okay? And this is what I love about our father. He, even the next verse, he demonstrates the father's heart of honoring our yeses. Okay? And he goes on to say in verse 17, he says, But the Lord, oh, it's never, 14. Yep. And then, yeah, 17. He says, But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. Just think about that. So Pharaoh summoned Abraham and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? He demanded. Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister? And allow me to take her as my wife. Now then, here's your wife. Take her and get out of here. <laughs> and then Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort him out. Like he was desperate. He's like, listen, I'm going to escort you out of here. You know. He sent Abraham out of, his, out of the country along with his wife and all his possessions. Basically, he got deported. Just summarize it. <laughs> so they, that's enough for you. Get out of here. So, in that honor, right? If you notice, the Lord honored Abraham's yes. Even though the decision that he made about the moment to lie about his wife, okay? The Lord still honored it. But yet at the same time, the Lord did correct him. Okay? It wasn't just honored him and didn't correct him. He corrected him at the same time. And this time he corrected him through fear, right? I've just read it, right? So there is that part that you can trust that when you say yes to the Lord, yes, he's going to honor that part. But you also got to know that in the midst of that, he's a father, right? And that he's going to put his hand in there and make sure they actually walk in the right way. Okay. Thank you, Stacey. Appreciate that. All right, here we go. Go on to the next part. In part of his saying yes, right? It will not negate that you're going to have to make some difficult decisions. Okay? Because there will be parts in that part, in your journey, that as you go on, there's some decisions that you will have to make as you go. Right? And this time, in Abraham's life here, right? Because I'm skipping through stuff a little bit. So it says, you know, this is from verse 13. This is Genesis 13. Starting from Genesis 13, verse 1 through 9. So I'm going to read this whole thing. Uh, so Abraham left Egypt. Again, traveled north. This is after he got deported, right? So he left Egypt. And traveled north into the Negev. Along, his, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Okay. Abraham was very rich. In livestock, silver, and gold. Those, that was a surprise that he did not expect, right? He already had stuff that he left when he left Haran. But, but the Bible wanted to make sure that this is mentioned. What he had. Okay, the riches that he had. And it goes on to say, from the Negev, they continued traveling by stages towards Bethel. And they, and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai. Where they had camp before this was the same place where abraham built an altar 
And there he worshiped the Lord again. Lot was traveling with Abraham and uh, had also become very wealthy with flocks and sheep and goats and herds of cattle and many tents. But the land could not support both Abraham and Lot with all the flocks, herds living close together. So disputes broke between the husband of Abraham and Lot. Okay. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land. So that was a pretty crowded place. Yeah, there was a lot of people in there. Finally, Abraham said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict become, to come between us or our husband. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of you that you want. And we will separate. Okay. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land to the right. If you prefer the land to the right, then I'll take the land to the left. Now, I'll just speak from my own perspective, okay, my own story. So for me, the Lord bring me to the United States. I still have a lot of family that are left in Canada. These cousins that I've not seen in years. Okay. And sometimes when you're making that decision to say yes to the Lord, you're going to find out also it might cost you some relationships. Okay? It might cost you some relationships in the process. So just remember that's part of the journey. Okay? I'm not going to get too deep into it, but that's part of the journey. Okay? That you will experience some level of loss. You will have some level of conflict even with your own family members. Well, you're going to have to make those tough decisions which way you should walk yourself. Okay? All right. I'll leave it there. Okay, I'm not going to get too deep into it. So, after that part, okay, remember, that yes that Abraham made in the beginning, throughout as I read this, you're going to see how the Lord honors that yes. And so far, you can see the Lord's faithfulness in it. Because... It's like Abraham's riches doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Okay? And the person that was with him got blessed as well in the process. Right? But you can see that in that part, Abraham himself, okay, not only was he honoring the Lord, he was also honoring his nephew. And the Lord sees those things. And the Lord pays attention to those things. And as I read, you're going to see why that is important in our lives. Okay? That in the yes that you say, there's a lot of honoring that you have to do along the way. Not only towards the Lord, but towards the people around you as well. And you can see in that part that Abraham was so humble. They said, listen, okay, we don't need to argue with family. Okay? You take whichever side that you want. Okay? He didn't, if you notice, he didn't go, I'll pick this side. Then I, you know what I'm saying? That you have this other side. And if you know the rest of the story, what did Lot do? He picked the what? The very best, right? Like absolutely the very best. And you got to remember that there was a drought that was still going on. Okay? All right. So on that part, with the drought going, right? Lot picks the most flourishing, favorable place. And Abraham takes the rest of whatever's left. I don't know about you. Mm. Lord, I don't know about you. Win the lottery, you're going to find out. 
who your family members and what that looks like too. Okay? The moment you get money and you get riches, and if you notice those things, will it come in between the way, right? Of family relationships. But in the process, if you can learn to honor not only the Lord, but also your family members in such a manner, I promise you, you're going to see what happens here. Okay? You can see what happens as you go down here. So, after that, okay, here's the Lord showing up again to Abraham. After he had made that really tough decision, and it was not the only one decision that was tough that he was going to make throughout his, this journey of saying yes. Okay? So, going to verse 14. It says, after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, look as far as you see in every direction, north, south, east, west. I'm giving all this land as far as you can see to you and to your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I'm giving it to you. So Abraham moved his camp to Abram and settled near the oak groove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. If you notice, every time when he says to build an altar, that's Abraham honoring the Lord. Every single time. Even when he messed up, he still went back and built a what? An altar and worshiped the Lord in that place. And he has made a tough decision. And how to go separate away with his own family members. And then the Lord appears to him after that. And says, because he did this part, let me show you what I have for you. Okay? You give up the most luscious part. But the greater promise is yours. Okay. Moving on. After that, jumping a few more verses. And maybe going to the next chapter. He says, this is what Melchizedek blesses Abraham. Okay. Now, this story really shows you the heart of Abraham. Okay. And he goes on to say this. This is 14, start of verse 17. It says, after Abraham returned from his victory over the Kaldemur, whatever that is. Sound like I'm speaking tongues. Holy Spirit, I'm going to trust you to translate that one. And all his allies, the king of Sodom, went to meet him in the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley. Okay. So do you know what victory that Abraham came from? See, part of it, I'm a school teacher, so I'm going to make sure that you guys are engaged. And you know your Bible. Lot have been captured. Okay, Lot have been captured by all these kings. And Abraham could have gone, you know what? You brought that upon yourself, so guess what? Have a nice life. But he did the opposite. He went to the place that Lot was captured. Okay? And rescued him. And the Lord was with Abraham and won. Had this great victory. That shows you Abraham's heart in terms of not only honoring the Lord, but also honoring people, even when it might be at his own cost. 
Okay, because he was walking into danger. He's not walking into a place where he was actually having to fight some people. Okay, but he was willing to still walk in it. Now, there might be times we might have to do stuff for family that you really don't want to do. But the Lord sees that part. I just want to keep repeating. And the Lord sees that part. And you got to remember from the beginning, this is part of your journey of saying what? Yes. Okay, and if you notice, it does not look exactly the way we think it should look. As we're walking through it. Okay. And I feel like the father wants to map that out for us. So that we can know his faithfulness in our lives. And honoring that yes that we in such a simple manner. And you know whatever that is in your life. Okay. The father wants to extend that grace to you. And let you know. I love the yes that you said, and I want to honor that yes. And, I, and throughout your journey, he will always be honoring that yes, no matter what. In spite of yourself, in spite of your mistakes, the Lord wants to say yes. He keeps his word. Okay? He keeps his word regardless. When we're faithless, he's what? Faithful. And you can see that even here in Abraham's life. Okay? I wish I had enough time to give my own testimony of just that journey. But I just reserve it to the scriptures so that you can see that it's in here. That you can go ready for yourself with Holy Spirit. That you may be encouraged in your heart. That the Holy Spirit may water your heart and give you the hope that you need in the journey that you're taking. All right. So, after that part, it says, and Melchizedek, the mystery guy, right? Mystery being. The king of Salem, the priest of the most high God, brought Abraham some bread and wine. Okay. Melchizedek blessed Abraham with this blessing. Blessed be Abraham, the God by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abraham gave Achilzadek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. Just think about that honoring. He just met this person, this being, right? And the Lord has given him this great victory. And he was not willing to hold on to that which he had recovered, that which he gained. Guess what he did? He all over the world. Open arm each time. Open hand. And he blesses Achilzadek with tenth. Whatever that is. Because he was full of riches. A tenth of that. I don't even know what that looks like. Okay, the only way I can think about it maybe in my head is maybe you want a hundred billion dollars. A tenth of that. You give it. Hmm. I'm just saying. That's some serious honoring. But the Lord even stopped there. Okay. Because in terms of what Abraham had walked through up to this point, and what the Lord was seeing Abraham was doing, it goes on, and the Lord adds some more on top of that. Okay, this is some Genesis 15. He says, sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you and be a reward. <laughs> Woo. And... Your reward will be great. And your reward will be great. But Abraham, 
replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, what good is all these blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you have given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant of my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own. So, one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Just think about in that journey. This is the second time the Lord, or third time, the Lord is reminding Abraham about what he's going to do, right? After that point, if you notice, or if you were to actually really think about it, he's gaining all this stuff. Okay? The Lord is giving promises that your descendants are going to be numerous. Okay? And he does not have a single seed to call his own. Does not have a single seed to call his own in the midst of that. And the Lord gives him another promise here. Okay, and he shows you Abraham's heart. He says, Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as, a, as righteous because of his faith. Okay. So he gives his promise, right? And this is where. I label this, the struggle is real. Because if you notice right after that, right? Do you know what he did? He planned to make that promise happen, right? Okay, the struggle is real. Okay, I'm sure none of us, or maybe, you know, I'm the only person that's not, that has made poor decisions in the past. <laughs> the struggle is real. Okay. He's going, man, this problem is so great. I don't have a single seed. Oh, this seems like a good idea. Let's do it. And Ishmael is born. Okay. Not the child of the promise. Not what the Lord had ordered or ordained. But yet at the same time, in that process, the Lord still honored Abraham even after he made that mistake. Right? And not only that, he also honored his seed that he had come to get by works rather than by what? By the faith. Right? Mm. Lord, help me. So that struggle is real. Because at that time, he also had to make that hard decision, right? Because at some point, he had to say what? Pack your bags, and I'm going to bless you. You're going to have to go. That's a tough decision. This is his own blood. Again, not a stranger. And he had to make that tough decision. But yet, in spite of that mistake, the Lord still honored Abraham and blessed Ishmael. I just want to say that. He did. In spite of, in spite of, okay, in spite of, okay, you might have decided that you want to get that job that was not really the Lord ordained, but you're in it, 
But you're, the Lord still blesses you and blesses the people around you in the process and blesses the business. Even though it's not what was in his plan for you at that moment or in that journey. Anyways, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. So, moving on. to skip this particular verse, maybe. Nah. I love scripture, so I'm just going to, I'm going to go with it. So not only there, he did not stop there, right? But at some point in your life, right? Remember, like who, I don't even know that we're going to be talking about reset. Okay. At some point in the journey, right? There is a resetting that the Lord does. Okay. To recover, to, to almost like set your compass again in the right direction. Okay? Resetting it so he can point you in the right place where he's actually taking you. Right? This is when Abraham was 95 years old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I'm El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you. See how that just went to another level? So I will make a covenant with you, by which I will guarantee your, by which I'll guarantee to give you countless descendants. Now, that word guarantee, right, means that for sure that which I promised, for sure that which you said yes to the journey, here I am now, to make a covenant with you, which is much more stronger than what I said before. Which is much more stronger than all the blessings that I gave you. But this time, I'm recovering so I can show you that that which I promised, I'm going to guarantee it to you that you shall see it come to fruition. Okay? At this, Abraham fell down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I'll make you a father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I'm changing your name. That's the reset. Okay? I'm changing your name. And he goes on and says, Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I'll make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you. From generation to generation. We are part of that generation. This is the everlasting covenant. This is the everlasting covenant. Just want to emphasize that part. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I'll give the entire land of Canaan. Will you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants? It will be their possession forever. And now will be their God. There's a lot of guarantee. There's a lot of forever. There's a lot of everlasting. Okay? In the midst of those promises that he's... Anyways, Lord help me. I just want to point those things that just... They just jump out of you. 
So before I read these last verses, right? We can settle this in our hearts. We can settle that he knows the beginning of a story and what? The end, right? So from the moment that he said yes to him, he knew the beginning of that part. And he knows where your story is going to be completed. And I felt this, I felt the Father's heart saying, you reading those scriptures. I've read a lot of scriptures today. I would say very little. You reading those scriptures who breathe something into people's hearts. That they will see not only my faithfulness. But they will know that that which I promised them, I will guarantee. Because I've made that covenant with you. And that covenant that you made with him is when he said yes to Jesus as well. That was a blood covenant that you made. You say, yeah, I believe in your son. And he counted to us as righteousness for believing that. Not on works, but only by his grace. And so, in this journey from when we said yes to him, he wants us to know that that which he begun, he will see to full completion. Okay, even though Abraham was not physically alive to see the rest of it. But I'm sure in heaven he's going, all these. All these. That's the father's faithfulness. That he wants to breathe afresh into our hearts. That that which he's promised you. That he's guaranteed. That which is everlasting. Okay, the Lord doesn't use loose words. That which is everlasting. That that he will absolutely accomplish that part in our lives. Regardless of what we've done, which way we've gone. I feel like there's a reset that is happening this morning. And he said, I'm going to research you and point you to where the promise is. And I'm going to deliver you to that promise. Not by own works, but purely by his grace. Purely just because such a deep love in the Father's heart. Mm. I was promised the Lord that I won't cry. There's such a, a deepness that is in the Father's heart that I, I wish I could express to you. But I, I, I don't have the words. And, and I, don't have the, I don't have a way to even give it. Because it's just so deep. That his love is so deep. And, and his promise is so guaranteed. That, that he wants you to know what I did for Abraham. Because it was just special. I chose you even before the foundations of the earth and the walls were ever set. That's the deepness of the Father's love. Mm. And that just hit me hard. Like just here. I don't know. Have you ever 
had the love that is so deep they feel like you can't even breathe and, and you're just shaking inside but you can't really express it because you don't know how to even express that part it's so tender it's so precious that's the father's love that's the father's heart and he wants you to know today that that which he promised he's going to fulfill he did it for abraham and he put in scripture so that when we read it we have a hope knowing hey from point a to point b he's going to get us to that point b so here's what it says in hebrews 11. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people of days of old earned a good reputation. That's loaded. It is not said through works. It's said through faith, which is what we hope for, right? That substance that is, that it's hard to touch it, but yet it's woolly real so by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed by God's command that what we know that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance he went without knowing where he was going. Even though, I mean, even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking for to a city with eternal foundations. A city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. A nation so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore there is no way to count them so that was just a quick summary from beginning to end from Abraham saying yes to Abraham's completion of the promise and guess what the promise right if when I read those scriptures right it was to also who Isaac and Jacob he said, from generation to generation, to generation. The number cannot be counted. We are part of that promise. And our kids are part of that promise. Now, how faithful is the father? How faithful is our father that he will bestow such kindness and such love in spite of ourselves in spite of Abraham's many mistakes and Abraham is just one example there's many examples that we have 
of the Father promising in keeping our promises. We guarantee with an everlasting covenant. This time sealed with his blood, the blood of his son. That cannot be revoked or changed. That it's absolutely guaranteed. So that's what I felt from the Father's heart. To bring to us this morning. I don't need money to help me. God, th- these promises are twofold. They're physically regarding the land of Israel, but they're also spiritually regarding salvation for all. But I, wa- I want you to just walk with me through history real, real fast, okay? The promise that God gave to Abraham about that geographical piece of land, did hundreds of years in Egypt make that go away and not be able to be fulfilled? No. What about in 720 AD when the Assyrians took over and took the 10 northern tribes of Israel? Did that wipe out the promise? No. What about in 586 BC when Babylon came in and took them all away? Does that negate the promise of God? No. What about in 70 AD when the Jews were scattered to the four corners of the earth and nobody in Israel anymore and the... um, whatever his name is there, changed it to, to the land of the Philistines and started calling it Palestine, even wiped out its name. Did that wipe it out? What about when Hitler killed 6 million Jews so there would be no Jews? Did that wipe it out? No. There's a point A to point B, and there's a whole lot of crap that goes on between point A and point B, but it doesn't matter to the promise of God. Amen? Amen. And even now today, 4,500 rockets shot out of Gaza. Do you know where Gaza is? Gaza is the land that was given away in exchange for peace in 2005. That's the land. That's where the rockets are coming from. Does it negate it? No. Why? Because Jesus said, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to a Jewish inhabited Jerusalem. You will not see me again till you say, Baruch Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus will return to the Mount of Olives to a Jewish inhabited Jerusalem. So it doesn't matter what happens between A and B. And we see it in the natural. So what about the spiritual? Absolutely the same. Let's stand. Mm. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word that you put in Marlon's heart and for giving him such skill and anointing in delivering it. Thank you that the promises of God are yes and amen, not to those who work, but to those who believe. Because it is by faith that you justified Abraham. Lord, we just pray right now for every doubt that we may have. Help our unbelief, because we do believe. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be dismissed.